Hi, welcome to the podcast today. Shira, is your microphone on? Ooh, it's not. My bad. Hang on. Try now? What about now? Much better, much better. And I apologize for echoing you on Friday. (laughs) I'm like, sometimes it's my own error. I had logged out and logged back in a couple times. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to deal with it. I feel like if you would have heard it, you would have told me a while ago. So I said, it must just be something only I can hear. But it wasn't. So then we didn't play that show, huh? Oh, it aired. I just told people not to listen to you. Just skip it. No, I, I, I put it up. You, you, you kept muting yourself. So yes, I figured yeah. it was uh, it was manageable to get through. So. I'm determined to continue to do the show despite my schedule. I'm determined. And Bethany thinks she's getting kicked off. Like, I well, I feel bad. I used to be on almost every day. We used to do it every day, but yeah. I, I have more to do. You have more to do. She thinks she's getting kicked off. Uh, Jaden is in school now. The it's whole... my self-care. Your self-care. It is. Um, we have till 5 o'clock. Actually, a couple of minutes before that because it's, it's Olivia Rodrigo tickets. And then pray to the parking gods that I will not get a ticket. I have to go over to UT for something. What for? Uh, Jean asked me to go over oh, to... Oh, yeah. She asked me to do that, too. Yes. In November. Um, So that, and I have to park my car in a certain direction so my license plate shows so I don't get a ticket. Can I just... How about this? I think it's a $25 ticket. Don't they have meters? Just park at a meter. They used to have meters park at a certain I there. Yeah. I, you know what? I've used the meters, too, where I swiped my car and it didn't work. <laughs> it's a whole racket. <laughs> how about this? I think it's a twenty-five or thirty-five dollar ticket. I'll just give you fifteen bucks to leave me alone. Yeah, really. All right. What a hassle. Uh, huge question. Mm. And I don't know why I've been I've been giving this more more thought um, from time to time the last couple of weeks. I asked Bethany; she didn't have a good answer, and it kind of came up um, in our discussion yesterday because you are looking for a, a used luxury car <laughs> to be a poser. I'm not looking for one. I just wanted to know your thoughts on one. Okay. People who buy used luxury cars are posers. See, that's why I wanted to know your thoughts. Buy a buy a real luxury car if you have the money or buy something new and more practical. Do you know what it is? It's because I secretly believe that too. And sometimes I need you to validate my feelings. So I come to you com- compared to anybody else because, and I'm just like, and I don't even give you any insight on what I'm thinking. I'm like, tell me your thoughts on luxury cars and people who drive them. I, and you literally validated the very feeling I had, which was holding me back. Oh, check out my brand new Mercedes with 48,000 miles on it. Oh, no, no, no. I would never. If I'm buying anything used, it's 20,000 or less. Yeah. Well, but there's people who like, oh, I have a beautiful new such and such luxury car. It's got 78,000 miles on it and it's from 2015. <laughs> my first car only had five and then my Jeep only had 17 when I bought it. Um. Yeah. Uh, so you're like, this is going to be like my last car before I have a minivan. Basically. And I wanted to add, <laughs> I, um, I listened to a podcast today and then sent it over to Belinda. It was about how important um, marriage is to people's happiness. Mm. And that, that actually goes like both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're unhappy, a big source of unhappiness as well. And it, it, it parsed it apart as to, you know, why having someone there to take you to the hospital in the middle of the night is important. Although, you know, we can have friends that can, can do a lot of those things. Basically, a, a good friend circle mm-hmm. can do can provide you with almost everything that you might need except for sex. Yeah. And then Belinda's like, oh, there's not that much sex in marriage. 
Fair. Good point. Good point. That is a good point. As Alex goes silent and blushes. <laughs> Am I blushing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So um, my my question is, I'm wearing blush. Why do you want? Why do you want a kid or kids? And I'm serious. Like, and this is this is pragmatic, Eric asking. We have gone through this. I feel like over and over again. You and I. Yeah, we well, talked what's about the latest? this. Um, I would like a kid. Uh, I love kids. I just I have this conversation at least monthly. I don't know how much I will be able to love a kid because I love my nephew so much. Like, well, I know we've done that. Yeah. So I would love to reproduce with my husband and see a little version of the of him and I. I would love to be able to bring a child forward and make those memories and do all the things for that child that I got with my family and my brother and enjoy that and I, I remember saying that saying talking to my sister-in-law and um, I am a very active aunt like to my nephews I am at every game I am at every event I'm at every art show I don't miss a birthday for anything right and I said I never see other aunts I never see other uncles or like friends and I said to myself, some of the stuff, though, I do with them, it's so I can make a memory like I had because I don't have a kid for myself. Like, I don't have a kid on my own. And I have a husband that's very introverted. So if I don't, like, take myself to, I'll use the air show as an example, I'm not going to go. So sometimes I do, I go with my nephews for that reason, too. But I just want a kid to experience life with, I think. Like, I have a husband to do that with, but I also want a kid. I want a, I want a little me running around. But. Why? Is that fair? To, to, okay, here, here's, I think I heard four things. Um, a little bit of uh, human nature to, mm-hmm. to procreate with the man I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to fight that off because I think a lot of people just do that like, well, we're supposed to have kids. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, some sentiment. Mm-hmm. You talked about um, wanting, yeah. wanting, to, wanting to recreate what you had as a kid mm-hmm. and pass that on. Um you like kids? Mm-hmm. You like? I do. Then again, I mean, you could continue to do that. There, there's ways to fulfill that without having your own. Sure. Um, and as you're doing that right now with the boys, with Colin and Andrew, um, what else? What was the? You said one thing at the very end. A little me. I want to see me in a little person. I guess, but but I asked you why. Why do you? Why do you want that? Why do I want to birth them? No. Why, why do you want a little you? I don't know. I don't, I I don't think, I think that question is, I could give you a million different answers or none at the same time. It's just a feeling like it. And I know that that's the other side of me is like, that's a very big decision on just a feeling. That's a very rest of your life. Yeah, That's a very expensive bills. Right. I totally get that. Um, But for that reason, that's partially why we haven't done it yet because we know that is a lot, you know. I, there were there were absolutely things that I wanted to accomplish before we did this, and there's things that Thomas wants to accomplish before we do that. Um, but I'm getting a little older too, so it's 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 very strange. But I do feel like if I if we didn't have kids, I'd be okay. You know, it, mm-hmm. it isn't something where I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't think you know. I can't imagine a life without us having a child, I think I could be okay. Now, if I didn't have a choice, that's a different story. So if I was having trouble, 
I don't know if how I would feel about that. I think that you would mean, be a lot harder to process. Like if you couldn't have kids? Mm-hmm. And that, that's fascinating because you'd be okay if it just didn't happen. If it was my choice. But if it couldn't happen, that's fascinating. Yeah, if it could not happen, which is a real possibility with some of my health challenges. Yeah. Then I, Do you want to pass that? We've talked about this before. <laughs> Do you want to pass those shitty jeans on? Which I get them from my mother for what it's That worth. kid will be out. Like, middle finger. Look at these. It's a hard. I think I feel like that's nobody's going to have a perfect answer. Like, what would be the closest to the a most perfect answer you have heard, or have you not? I think all the answers are valid. I, my my brain doesn't know they're invalid. Ah. I, I would bet that that more than that a, a large chunk of people that would answer that question. Fifty percent would be like, "What's well, just what you do? It's we're starting a family." Oh no, but no, not what you. That's not going to be my answer ever. Right, but I yeah. think most people, like, and fifty percent of the people would, just because of the way they're wired. Well, we want to start a family, but why? Why do you want to start a family other than like all of human history and our genetics says pro, like procreate and and stay alive? Like, what? What is the benefit of having? children other than the pragmatic benefit of someone to either push you in front of traffic when you're 88 or wipe your ass i feel like and they might i'm sorry they, they might even not even like you then that's true you might not have a relationship with them then there i agree with you i think there's a large amount of the population that just it's like re, not repetitive but it's like the cycle that that so many people fall into where it's like you meet your partner you marry your partner you have a kid with your partner that they don't even stop to really think about is this what I want is this what's best for us right now just sleepwalk through it right because it's what we've always done sleepwalk through it because it's what we've always done it's what we see it's what we're told we should do um and I guess in some ways you can fit Thomas and I into that, but Thomas and I also held off on marriage until we knew we were ready for it. So there's a large, that's why I'm 30, 33, 33, and I just got married, and we're only just now talking about children, which is statistically later than most people. Um, because, but, but there's more doing what you're doing, Oh yes, and they're now. not even married. They're mm-hmm. just trying to catch up with life, so... Mm-hmm. It, and career and children just haven't been paramount. Well, I, I think there's a fair amount of people that just said, you know what, I don't want it. Why would I want that right now? I love telling people the stories of my 20s and how much I enjoyed it. You know, before I met Thomas, then once I met Thomas and all the things I was able to do and all the things I was able to see. And I don't say it to brag. I mean, I, I talk to people when they ask me or, you know, talk about it when it best fits in the conversation. But I'm incredibly grateful for the time I gave myself because I didn't fall into that. Like, this is what you do. This is what you do after that. And this is what you do after that. And then what? Like, for me, I was always like, OK, and then what? If you... If you fall into this, I don't want to call it a trap, but if you fall into this cycle of you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this, what do you do after that last one? Like what? You know, that part was always scary to me. That was why I I almost rebelled against the cycle that is expected of us or the pattern that we must fall into. I, I very much rebelled against that for, for quite a while. Sometimes I, I question myself and my, my pragmatism and think, well, it's just, it's a bad time. Not It's a bad time financially to bring a child in. It's just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, where people have to make challenging decisions like I have to 
stop working because it just makes financial sense to stay home. And then there's benefits and people have to tap in their 401k and savings and pay for daycare. Right. Um, but I've always, I, I, I've always thought, I've never had the desire to, whether it was financially, I was financially opposed to it or whatever. It just wasn't in me to have kids. And again, that's, you know, we're all, we're all wound a certain way from how we grow up. And, right. um, so much of it goes, probably goes back to, to my mom and dad and the, the lack of intimacy. And then mm-hmm. when you lack intimacy as a human being, it, it can be hard to think, yes, I want to give that, or I'm going to bring life to another individual and give that to them. I, um, the last time we talked about this, especially for those that are listening and maybe we're on, listen to that show as well. I really questioned if I should even be thinking about it as much as I am. I, I questioned myself and if I should be doing this, should I in fact have a child? Because the dance back and forth in my mind of, are we going to do it? Do we want to do it? Do we not want to do it? I'm like, that's a problem. Is that not a problem? Should I not be more definitively like, yes, we're doing it. Am I betraying my own child before I even have it? Because I'm legitimately like, do I want to do this? But in all fairness, I had the same question about Thomas when Thomas and I met. I said to myself, do I want to get into this? Because I knew it was going to be something more long term. I said, do I want to do this? I am really enjoying myself. My life is great. Do I want to do this? It's kind of the same question for a kid. Thomas and I have talked about it. And even Thomas is not. Thomas has always said he's wanted a kid. But when we actually talk about it, he's like, well, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it. Should I be questioning it as much as I am? And I'm not to this day still back and forth. I'm, I'm leaning much more towards I really want to have a family and maybe soon, you know, like maybe in the next 12 months, there's, a you know, things. That Ladies, there's going to be an excessive amount of Plan B available <laughs> at all of your local pharmacies now. Shut up. OK, thank God for Plan B. Well, when you go on this journey, there'll be I much more of it available. when my time comes. Um. Hopefully. I'm glad that you asked Thomas the question and I asked you, like, oh, yeah. Why do we want to? And you answered your, you ran your question, your doubt of having a child through the filter of your relationship with Thomas. Um, and I, I think you, I, I can't speak to this, but I would guess, I think I know people pretty well, there's always going to be that that semblance of, of doubt. And then um, you get carried away in emotion. But also, as we've talked about, your DNA gets rewired where you do what it takes um, to make sure this child has everything. Because, again, again, your DNA is rewritten as you're you're creating it. But I'll also throw it back at you in the sense that when you make a big, like a a larger-than-usual purchase or when you go clothes shopping Mm -hmm. um, or if you put something in your Amazon cart. Um, and it's just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And there's there's three answers. I'm not sure, no, or yes. And if it's not a definite yes, don't do it because you have doubt. So then do I not have a kid, you know? But I but I, I did couch that in the sense that like I think that there will always be yeah. doubt there. Like if how much was your couch? Yeah, I the the one we have now or the one we're buying the new one the new new one well you're gonna get a newer one right uh, the, we're gonna we need two so we've okay. gotten one and now that now we need to pay that off and so we can get the second it was about twelve hundred 
So you're going to get a, I think, I think Paul and Tracy spent like several thousand dollars for a, it takes up half the living room. Well, for their, the basement one is four. Four thousand dollars? Four thousand dollars. That's the main couch? Yes. Okay. So four thousand dollars. If you don't love it, don't fucking buy it. Because that's a lot of money. Oh, right. I mean, um, I might struggle buying that anyway, and I love it. Right. Just because... But that's a good kind of struggle like... because <laughs> you, you've fallen in love with something, and right. that can make for a, a bad decision. Mm-hmm. But that's... I'd rather decide based on falling in love with something that I can convince myself I'll pay it off, I'll work towards it, rather than, eh, I'm not sure. And then you still spend that amount of money. Sure. But, and again, I think you can apply a little bit of that to, to having kids, especially in these these times. And I don't mean like socially speaking. I mean just the, the financial times we live in. I've been, I wanted to talk to you about this. We're not going to have time. But the the UAW strike has weighed on my mind mm. um, in different ways. And I've had to try to untangle my mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, and there's a new thought each day. Like I want people to get paid with their worth. Um, but also the people that are striking are extremely replaceable um, compared to the people that they're they're vying against. Um, and a lot of this is where where we are right now is something that we've talked about because we went like two decades without people getting like marginal teeny tiny raises. So now there's like 30 percent raises all over the place and we're just making up for lost time and it becomes it kind of hit me, and I mentioned this yesterday when I was doing the pod. The McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel was six fifty. Are you was fucking it? like what? <laughs> I mean, I don't go to McDonald's a lot, but it shows you like the last time I went, I don't remember that sandwich being that much. Right, Pri- prices like everything has gone up except people's wages. wages. Yeah. And now they're right to ask for these big raises because they haven't gotten it in in decades. I agree. Um, and. Especially when we know that there has, there has at least most recently been profits. Unfortunately, when you're aware of what the profits are, and you're also aware of the lack of interest in and in giving people fair wages or increasing their wages, it just doesn't align. You know who we should have back in here, Erica White. She's not. You know what? Um, she was great when we had her on the show. I spent 140 dollars today at Target. On what? A uh, bunch, bunch of toys that I wanted. I'm oh. going to go home and play with my toys. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, I had seen a tweet that somebody showed a picture of uh, of, of Target that they the stuff that I wanted was on sale. Had I not seen that, I, I wouldn't have maybe not have gone over there. Uh, but I used to see Erica all the time on Twitter, and I can't tell if because it's people are are it's the Exodus or he has completely botched the entire system. Mm. But I used to converse with Erica a whole lot on Twitter, and I don't know if she's not a lot on as much anymore because she's not running. But I think she is. I feel like I just saw her. Something popped up on my page. I see her on on Facebook and whatnot. But I used to see her a, a ton on Twitter. Mm. But like this is a super thorny. Yes, it is. Issue for me. And it and it sucks. We're all paying. And that includes uh like the CEOs have who have to make these decisions mm-hmm. and have to have their salaries and the, the stocks. So you've now heard that like their salary isn't necessarily their salary. It it's on a scale based on like stock prices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If it's up, they get more. So a lot of people like you and I depend on that stock mm-hmm. to be up for our 401ks and stuff. 
Um, and I think a lot of people overlook that where we want people to get paid what they're worth, but we also, you know, need kind of the market to be up for a variety of reasons. Yeah. It, I'm not made for it. I'm not built for it. And, but there built, ha- somebody has to be. So not built for what? That kind of work, working in that profession where the, the uncertainty is there. Oh. You know, like how many people just got laid off and it's like, well, that tends to happen during a strike. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I can't, you know, but somebody has to do it. And I just hate that they're, you know. I don't, I don't know where the problem is. I actually, you know, I think that management always wins these because of the gap, because it's usually against corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, the gap between the employer and the employee has widened so much over the decades. The employer can lose m- lose money and, and still be okay. The, the wor- I guess I put it in this way. The worker in 1960 could go on strike for six months and be okay because of the cost of living. That worker might not be able to go six weeks and strike, so management can just wait them out until they have to bend. I think the UAW the UAW will actually win this. But again, it all comes back to the fact that we just didn't give people 2% raises every year right. for, for decades. And right. now it's all... So now my steak, egg, and cheese biscuit bagel is $6. Um, and that's across the board for things. And... We see it at uh, my toys. They're up twenty. Things that used to be nineteen ninety nine are now twenty four ninety nine. Mom and pop places. I'm sure you've seen them. They put signs up. We're so sorry that we have to charge for X, Y, and Z now, but it's just the cost of cost of doing business. I just and this is this this opinion is coming from a couple personal things that are going on right now. You know, it's tough because as a man, I am at the leadership level. So I'm at the level where decisions are being made that affect other people. Um, And when you're in a space where you're saying where you want transparency, you want to include those individuals in some of the decision making or you want to have open lines of communication. Right. Then those individuals expect that, right? So the expectation is this is a this is a, a a person or a company that cares about us. They continuously get our feedback. There's continuous transparency. There's open discussion. But inevitably, a time is going to come where you're going to be at odds. What happens? Like what happens then? You know, because you're at odds with the. Um, maybe the majority of the staff or the employee, but the decision has to be made by you. And inevitably that decision's not going to change. Do you set someone up for failure at that point? Like where is the line where you're an, a company, even even at the size of McDonald's or Jeep, where the the thought and the of your staff are always at the top of your mind or the input or the transparency, the things that they need to feel valued are always at the top of your mind. Yet there's the understanding that decisions still have to be made because they affect everybody, everybody. Yeah. Like I'm not a CEO basher Mm -hmm. because there's far few people who can are able and want to do that job. than once you work on the line, right. Um, Again, the people who typically strike are are far more replaceable than high-level managers. Some high-level managers make a lot of money, are decent human beings, and they're in that position for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And they're, they deserve, other people are just asshole general managers and fire the hell out of everybody. Um, but I, I don't bash it, because it, it, it's tough. Because it is tough. These, 
everybody answers to somebody. Yeah. Um, and that, that CEO that is getting excoriated right now, and I know some were on the Sunday morning shows, like that person has to go into a boardroom and you know what boardrooms are like. Like if they For say jump, hours. If, if they say jump, you say how high? Um, and yeah, you're responsible for a lot of rich people's money. But as I just illustrated, a lot of our money is tied together in, in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that these people are wrong, um, but I'm just tracing back to where the problem started and how it gets fixed now with these large pay bumps. And this is not just for auto workers. Um, it's for, I got my email the other day for uh, open enrollment. Premiums are going up. I got mine too. Because, you know, nurses and people in the healthcare system, uh, people are burned out, mm-hmm. can't hire people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets pushed back on, on us. And it's it's just a... My employer actually took the cost of the increase. Good. So we saw no increases. Good. And we had that for like three years, which mm-hmm. I respected. But I knew this was... I think this is the year where now that everything COVID-wise is kind of settled... I think a lot of people are going to get sucked with the premium increase. Yeah. So if you're an asshole to your nurse or whoever, nurse practitioner, your clinician, um, and you ran somebody out of what they do and you're bitching about your premium, that's on you. Yeah. Um, but that's, and to bring this back as I have to play Olivia here in a second, that's where I go. These financial times are, are rocky, thorny, and unpredictable. And to bring an expensive crying, shitting, eight-pound thing of life into the world is a big ask for me. (laughs) You know, I know. I know we have to wrap up. I think it's ironic that every time I've made a big life choice, it's always been during a shit time. Buying a house? Worst time to buy the house, Alex. Having a kid? Oh, the economy is shit. But I just cannot wait anymore. I can't wait any longer. It's it's your age group. Yeah, yeah, and I I wonder how many of us are kind of like, we can't, I will be 34. And I I know people have babies up to like 40. That doesn't mean that I want to. And that doesn't mean that it'll be easier. And there's no guarantees. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just can't wait any longer. So every, every year you wait into your 30s, the likelihood of that child coming out looking like Gollum. Shut up. <laughs> No! How dare you? You will love my child just as much. To wrap up in a fun way, I read a story (laughs) yesterday (laughs) that the scariest things are, you ever read the stories where people like get the flesh-eating bacteria things and it's like one in a minute and like, so this woman lost all of, yes, those. Yes. Like this woman lost all of her limbs to one of these flesh-eating bacteria. I'm like, just kill me. Like, there's no reason to be alive anymore. I saw somebody who lost her nose. All the cartilage in her nose started to eat away. And like Thomas, Skeletor or Michael Jackson? Thomas. And and I thought it was like some sort of autoimmune thing. Thomas was like, no, it's crap. It's, uh, sorry, it's cocaine. And it really was. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not know that? It destroys your membranes. How did I not know that? And it, it was just excessive cocaine use. Um, did you see the Nick Chubb injury? I didn't watch it. Oh. I can't. Did his knee bend the wrong way? Yes. I can't watch. Somebody those. showed a, a a slide of his first knee injury and then the second knee injury, 
And I'm just like, oh, it's not worth it. Is that why they brought in... Um, Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Uh, here's my suggestion. Um, they The Browns should sign, should sign uh, Kim Kardashian, who is maybe dating Odell Beckham, because she runs... Is that th- who it was? Oh, my God. Because she runs through NFL players like, like many running backs don't. Oh, my God. And Travis Kelsey needs to stay far away from Taylor Swift. She was out with Sophie Turner last night. Far away from Taylor Swift. And the soon-to-be divorcee. Oh, my God. All right, we're done. Bye-bye.